Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Have you ever noticed that as soon as you want to go on a fitness routine, whether it be a change in your diet or adding some exercise, that unless you get your friends or family to do it with you, Someone always brings home some chocolate or pizza or one of the foods that you know is your kryptonite and you know you're going to have it. Well, today we're going to talk about some ways to combat that. And I have pediatrician Dr. Teresa Wee. She has been in practice for over three and a half decades. If that doesn't make you feel old, (laughs) I'm telling you, but she looks like she's younger than I am. And she's established the Walk with the Doc program here in Oahu, which is actually spread to be more than just walking with the doc. And we're going to talk a little bit about her motivation behind that and how this is helping families create ways that they can have fun, exercise, and work on getting healthier and staying fit throughout the whole year. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for letting me on your show. Well, this is our second chat. The last time it was quite inspirational about you talking about how you had quite a challenging road to get to where you are today. Mm -hmm. And now I just found out you're going to be the new uh, Hawaii Dancing with a Doc star. (laughs) That's going to be fabulous. I've got to hear more about it. it. Tell me about the Walk with the Doc program. What was your inspiration and where has that gone since it started just as your personal plan because it's really it's blossomed yes so as a pediatrician uh, I I would see daily the struggles that my obese patients had and I wanted to help them but again due to time constraints you just can't give them as much advice or I, I just felt that I could help them And as I found ways to help them, I said, you know, I need to reach the larger community. And as a pediatrician, I've always had this this heart for people um, who were not valued. And growing up, I saw bullying for the obese kids, and I always wanted to defend them. And I went into pediatrics to be a voice for the voiceless, for the vulnerable. So that's always been a passion, but Working really hard in private practice, I never had that opportunity. Uh, on the previous show, I mentioned my husband passed away, and I suddenly realized that life is short. And then I got a septic knee and ended up in the hospital for for six days. And I life think, felt even shorter. Yes, and I said. God, if you're going to let me live from this, I think I'm going to pursue my passion. And and right in the hospital room, I told my pastor, I'm going to start this walk with a doc. I've been thinking about it, thinking about it. But even if no one shows up, I have to just give it a try. Well, if your knee gets better and you can walk, then you're going to set up a program. Exactly. And it got better. And look. It, and it's amazing. We get new people. It, we've, I've been doing this now for three and a half years. I know I have over 1,000 people who have signed. Every time you're a new person, you sign a consent form. And so we have over 1,000 visitors. We get about 30 to 50 people every Saturday. And you meet where? We meet at Central Oahu Regional Park every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. And you just go for a walk? Well, I have a new health tip for people every week. And so not only do you walk and exercise, but you get a little education. 
we warm up, we walk about 45 minutes, and then we cool down and stretch. And I think the the favorite part of for everyone is just the socialization and, and just being there with everyone, a physician in a non-traditional setting. It, it's just amazing how people feel comfortable just talking to me about their challenges and successes. Well, and I think the health issue as well. I mean, if they have a burning question they haven't been able to ask their doctor or something comes up to them or they start walking and go, you know, I have this pain in this area. I mean, talk about great access to being able to ask a professional all the questions that are burning that they need to know. And, you know, you mentioned that whole aspect of camaraderie. Studies have been done recently looking at some of the senior population. Ironic because you started off in pediatrics, but, you know, we we all go back to being kids at some point, right? And so they looked at studies describing the effect of loneliness and that people who are older and lonely and who are unable to reach out to other folks or can't, don't have the mobility to get out to, to yeah. spending time with other people or even just don't have any friends, that's a risk factor that's even worse than smoking or a lot of the other medical conditions, diabetes, and, right. and a lot of different areas that, that loneliness actually has a bigger impact. So this provides the camaraderie that it's, people might be looking right. for. And we have a common goal. We all want to be healthy. And I share my challenges myself, but... The, the good thing is that we, we're all doing it together, and it's, it's been amazing to, you know, a lot of the seniors come out and they tell me this is the highlight of their week. So I want to tell you, you know, the seniors are, are so into this. They, one helps me put up the banner, one brings the ice water, uh, the other one will, will take attendance. I mean, they're just so helpful and want to be involved. Fantastic. Now, just when you thought all they want to do is walk, mm-hmm. you've got a couple of new plans. Yeah. So I had a lot of requests by the seniors, especially, and families. We we want to go hiking, but we don't know where to go. We're afraid to go by ourselves. Um, we don't know where to park, where it's safe. And, and that s- sounds like me. I mean, if I don't know where to park, chances of me going yeah. are pretty minimal. But if I know where to park, I'm probably going to go. So you're going to be hiking with folks. Yeah. So um, starting May to September, we have hike with a doc once a month. And you're just going to Botanical Gardens, I think you mentioned. Wahewa Botanical Gardens on June 15th. Last month, we went to um, Makapu Lighthouse Trail which was paved. That was really fun. And you just, whoever shows up? Whoever shows up, we tell them where we're going to meet. And um, if anyone's interested, you can go on my Facebook page, Walk with a Dock Oahu, and we have the announcement of where to meet. And you've got Walk with a Future Dock, the medical school guy. Yes. So they just, they just had their inaugural, their very first walk in April. They had over 50 people. Wow. And so they meet monthly every fourth Sunday at Kaka'ako Park. So it's right next to the uh, medical school. Jabsom Medical Makes School. Sense. Makes sense. And it's just amazing to see the faculty and the medical students and the family practice residents, but also um, the the people, the um, homeless people, they came out with their children. And a just whole community event. A whole community of people coming out. Welcome to everybody. Yeah. That's fantastic. Now, you're going to be a Dancing with the Doc star, is that right? <laughs> well, I'm not going to be a star, but I've had a lot of interest in dancing. So my very good friend, um, Wendy and Jeremy Gilbert. Wendy was my daughter's dance teacher many, many years ago. 
And so she has a studio in Waipio Gentry called Pas de Deux. And so she's opening up her studio once a month for dancing. And so people, if they want to learn a new dance yes. style, yes. you mentioned that there were a variety of different options. Yes. So they can come. It's going to be starting in October. It'll be one Saturday a month from 5 to 6 p.m. at Potter Dance Studio. And they may learn some interesting dance moves. Yeah. they. You know, we're, we're thinking about in, um, line dancing, like maybe waltzing, ballroom. Oh, come on. You mentioned hip-hop. I, I did say hip-hop. I have to go and watch some <laughs> folks doing hip-hop. I have two left feet. I am very f- well aware of that. But uh, I think that's great to have the seniors come out and yeah. do a little couple of moves. That, that's just that's priceless. Yes, yes. All because you had this mission. I want to be able to expand the opportunities for fitness. And to the look community. at what's happened. Yeah, and it's all free. Amazing. All right. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Teresa Wee. She is a pediatrician of over three and a half decades who's moving into taking care of the adult population as well with some of the opportunities with walking and hiking and dancing. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about her other mission, which is really working with families in the entire unit of a community to help them to deal with ways that they can stay healthier, work on weight goals, and make sure that the whole family grows up as healthy and fit as possible. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Teresa Wee. She is my friend, the pediatric expert, and she has been in the field of medicine for 35 years. Time flies, I'll tell you. It's uh, shocking how how fast it goes. And I bet for a lot of the folks that you're seeing in your Walk with the Doc program, Mm -hmm. they're like, how did I get to be the senior citizen? When did that happen? (laughs) Uh, I thought I was still in my 20s. So, And I I often wish that I was. (laughs) So that was sort of something that expanded from your mission, sitting there in a hospital bed saying, I have this serious knee problem. If I can walk, I'm going out there. I'm going to walk with the doc. Now there's walk with a doc, hike with a doc, dance with a doc, and the medical school, walk with a future doc. Yes. Fantastic. Now, this is all part of your general mission and your desire in life to to work with families and help them to deal with some of the issues regarding our current nationwide obesity epidemic. What are we seeing in our pediatric population, and why do you think that is? You know, over the 35-year span, I've slowly seen um, our teens develop chronic adult diseases, prediabetes, um, uh, just high cholesterol, just things, hypertension that, that shouldn't be seen. And I think that there there is a lot of misinformation out there about what to eat. And, and again, sometimes we can't help it because now we have all these electronics that keep us sitting all day. And so... I, I just have this passion to help not only the kids, but, but even the normal weight siblings, the parents, and even the grandparents who are, who are the caretakers. We need the involvement of the entire family unit. And why is that? Is it because uh, sabotage or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody, how come everybody can have ice cream but me? Or right. Is it some sort of, is it just the collective 
cohesiveness of the unit working on it? I think if we can have that entire unit on board, because obviously kids don't buy the food. So what I found is I have to educate the parents. Okay, you can't cannot buy, you know, two gallons of orange juice or you cannot buy the Doritos and Ho-Hos. So I'm trying to educate everyone about healthy lifestyle. And, and, you know, no parent deliberately wants to make their child unhealthy. But I think once you, you give you give them tools, and you give them knowledge, they're empowered to, to do what's right. Well, and I think a lot of times people are just so stressed out, they, they don't are. have enough time. And often healthy foods aren't necessarily easy. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not pre-packaged, pre-processed, mm-hmm. lasting forever in a cabinet. So how do you get a family that is used to the instantaneous microwave lifestyle mm-hmm. to spend the time necessary to prepare things from ingredients? Because that's a huge leap. And that's often a barrier for folks. You know, I, I think by, by talking about... Um, you know, um, ways of doing it. I, I talk about going to Costco and getting frozen vegetables and fruits. Um, we talk about going to farmer's markets. Um, I I show them how to look at the midweek and, and actually look at the sales. Um, so we actually, um, actually, currently, I'm doing a um, family obesity sessions. And these are exactly things we talk about. So there are ways to make it there easy. There are ways to make it you easier. You mentioned like frozen vegetables. Mm-hmm. So if you're not eating any, then getting them fresh frozen and then learning how to cook them from the from yes. that, yeah. from being frozen, is a way to yeah. incorporate vegetables. If you can't get fresh ones, then having some that are frozen are still better than yeah. not having any at all. And also teaching the kids how to prep how to cook rice, how to, you know, they can be a part of this. Um, when my four kids were growing up, um, I would have them help me prep, and you know I was a busy mom, but a lot of it is pre planning as well, finding the time and then planning yeah. ahead planning so that ahead. you have the time, yeah now, what are some of the stories that i 'm certain you have of success? Have you seen some families who have gone through your program it 's about I think you mentioned about five weeks it's or so five weeks it 's been amazing um once the parents and gr- I even invite some of the grandparents who are caretakers. They have been so motivated that um, at the even at the end of five weeks, um, the parents have lost weight. Um, they have less percent fat. They're motivated. They're disappointed that the five weeks are over. We want more. And I said, no, you're done. <laughs> but what, what I'm doing is I'll be doing, um, I have a monthly newsletter, and then we're going to have an alumni session in October. So I, I want to continue to keep in touch with my my families that I've worked with. And um, and they're always welcome to join you at Walk with a Doc. Oh, that's, their, you know, so that was the other thing. That's an adjunct. They can always access me, and I encourage them to come every week. Do you ever have situations where people have a lot of barriers of resistance, and what are those barriers? I think, like you said, cost. But sometimes it's it's just very, very difficult to to make a lifestyle change, which is why um, at each of these sessions, I have Dr. Darren Fukuda, who is a psychologist. And um, we talk about mindfulness. We're talking about being aware of your emotions and, and um, 
we talk about praising one another, you know, if try we give them homework and we tell them, you know, work, do a family activity together, you know, try to encourage one another. And sometimes it's just a matter of being careful that you're not emotionally eating. Yes. You yes. know, you're upset and so you go and get a cookie or you're not happy and then there's a bag of Doritos. Yeah. And so it might just be identifying, are you hungry? Yeah. Or maybe that's not really what's driving and, your food And intake. that's one of the successes is people are saying, well, I didn't eat the whole bag, Dr. Wee, but I put it in a cup. And so we all ate from, from our little portion cup. But you know, Dr. Wee, we're going to take it one step further. I'm not even going to buy chips in the house. So it's really starting small. You can starting take these small. little steps and say, okay, you don't have to give up your Doritos. Right. But you don't have to eat the family size bag all in a day. Right. And they came with the realization, the mom said, I'm just not going to buy it. And then that saves money. Yeah. And they can use that money towards other yeah. types of foods that might be healthier. Exactly. When you talk with folks about getting them motivated and getting them excited, it sounds like there'd be a lot of excitement in the beginning. And then they'd sort of maybe fall back to their usual ways. I often wonder if during the school year it's harder to do these things because kids have activities and parents have work and all these sorts mm -hmm. of things that get in the way. Are there ways to motivate folks who are the super busy type? I, You know, I think people just have to identify their priorities. Sometimes I think children can gain quite a bit of weight. Families can gain a lot of weight during the summer as well because we're not into that scheduled, people will wake up late, they'll do a lot of eating at night. Um, whereas when you're in school, you, you have a set schedule. That's true. That's a point I didn't mm -hmm. think about, which is, you know, in school, you're not necessarily eating snacks all day. Exactly. You have to get up, you have to go from class to class, mm -hmm. you have a set lunchtime, you kind of have a little bit more of a structure to your day. Yeah. So I encourage people to have structure. We talk about the importance of sleep, getting up to, um, you know, eat breakfast, keep that three meals a day, um, try to, you know, we talk about um, de-stressing and write a, one thing you're grateful for today. Um, we talk about just, you know, being mindful of, of everything around you, eating, you know, people around you. And we live in one of the most beautiful places we on Earth. We do. So, you know, take a look outside. It could just be more gorgeous than you expected. All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here in the studio with Dr. Teresa Wee. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about where she wants to see this movement to work with families go in the future. We've seen Walk with the Doc expand. Let's see what other sorts of things we can put on your list for, uh, for expansion. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here in the studio with Dr. Teresa Wee. She is my good friend and a pediatrician for three and a half decades. So if anybody's got experience, this woman has experience. <laughs> but not only starting in the pediatric world, you've expanded your mission. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that you felt like you had this purpose, this mm -hmm. desire <laughs> that to really help people in need. And you've noticed some of the nutritional, educational deficiencies that we have. 
You know, it's funny because I think back to medical school and we sort of learned about vitamins and minerals and nutrition, but we didn't really go through any kind of rigorous training on food labels or how to counsel patients or it was more about here's a carbohydrate, here's a fat, here's a protein. It was more scientific. Do you think really medical schools have had to change their curriculum a bit to sort of encourage people to think of food as medicine and or incorporate nutrition into more of their their instruction with patients? I'm I'm hoping that they they are doing that because we certainly didn't did not get it. I think a lot of it came as a mom myself with four kids and now I have four grandchildren. So, you know, it's it's just it's a lifestyle and and it's just I don't want to call it brainwashing, but but just kind of repeating it over and over, and so that this is the way we live, you know. And even though there's soda, I don't really care for that. I prefer water. So ways that you can incorporate that by the repetition, the repetition. You know, the, this the, is what we do. The lifestyle. Now, what about folks who say to you, "Hey, but we're not like you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're who you are, and we can't do that." And we're we're just going to continue to have our soda and our chips and whatever else is out there. How do you reach that population? You know, um, the families that I work with uh, through motivational interviewing, I ask them on a scale of 1 to 10, how ready are you for change? If they say 1 or 2, we're not ready for change, then I say, you come and see me when you're ready. Uh, maybe it has to be a heart attack or uh, diabetes with an amputation uh, you know, some kind of health crisis that might yes. motivate them. However, I have a I have several families who say I'm motivated nine to ten. We're ready for change. I'm sick and tired of living like this. And I said, come join me. So, so I I I don't. If you're ready, I will be here to help you. So the sort of pre-contemplative phase. Yes, you got to work on it, and then yes. once you get to that. Um, ready, raring to go. Yes, that's when they can find yeah. that there's resources out there. Yes. Now you've started some of these programs independently, and I give you all the credit in the world for creating Walk with the Doc and sort of mm-hmm. setting this up, and then expanding it to hiking mm-hmm. and dancing and, and the medical students. Where do you want to see the nutritional aspect and the counseling aspect and the family programs that you do? How do you want to see those grow in the future? Is there a way? Because I'd love to say you're going to live forever and you do look like you're in your 20s. But, you know, reality is that we're not all going to live forever. So so how can you replicate this and make it more sustainable? I'm reaching out to dietitians. So I may get three dietary dietitian interns who are going to shadow me for this obesity. I spoke with a pediatrician at the National Kidney Foundation who's very interested in what I'm doing. I'd like to reach out to other physicians. You know, just just shadow me. See what I'm doing at Walk With a Doc. It's so simple and it's so satisfying. So most of the, my colleagues look worn out, out of shape, and they don't look good. And I, I think walking would help them as well. <laughs> So it's not just walk with a dog for everyone else, but it's also for yourself as well. There's benefits for everybody who's involved. Right. And even when I do these family obesity um, sessions, I try to do the homework. You know, I try to I try to live what they're living. I, I try to continue to carry it out as well. And if your homework is write down everything you ate. Yep. There is a list of everything you ate. <laughs> So it really, it sounds like it's it's not just, hey, do what I say, but it's do what I do, yes. and I'll walk right there, there with yeah. you. 
So is there a way that we could, you said, reach out to more docs. What are some other ways that we could create this in an even grander scale? Do you think that we need to have more community health center involvement? Do we need to have any other sort of way that people can go to hear about some of these events? I mean, everybody, a lot of folks see their doctor and they say, hey, you know what, you have diabetes or you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, you really got to work on that. And that's about as much as they get. And so the personalized nutrition may not be there, but it's going to, it's really going to take a a sea change, a change in everybody's thought process to move into that path. How can we get people going closer to that direction? You know, I, I would love to connect with physicians. I'm working with my Queens Akoakoa physician group, and we're trying to really advertise Walk With a Doc because when you tell people you need to exercise, some people will sit in their house for two years, and then they come and join me, and they said, oh, my gosh, Dr. Wee, we should have come two years ago. So I would just encourage people out there, if you hear it and you know someone who might benefit, it's it's a grassroots movement, you know. And just, you could create your own walk with your neighbor. Just I mean, walk with your neighbor. You don't have to walk with me. So Just um, walk, really. Really, just move. With your friends or with it, a group. Exactly, and... and do it with someone. You know, you have accountability. It's it's much more fun. And you're going to just feel better. That's so true. When you have somebody who you promise you're going to meet somewhere mm-hmm. and you're going to go and do exercise, you are much more likely to show up when you say yeah. that yeah. than if you just say, okay, after work, I'm going to do this today. So yeah. that accountability factor. Plus, you mentioned the social engagement. That's oh. the other thing that I think people really enjoy. You know, and I've enjoyed that. It's it's so satisfying as a physician. I, I was getting burnt out. And, you know, this has really just kind of reactivated me. And I, I wake up and I'm so excited. Like, what are the programs? I want to do an annual walk challenge in central Oahu Regional Park. I want to work with Okinawan Center. We had a big health fair that was a success. We had like over 600 people. This was my first health fair with 30 vendors and a live entertainment. We had the seniors dancing the fight song. I taught them a dance. Oh, so you're the dancer. When we say dance with the doc, (laughs) you might have gotten to your friend's studio, but... You're actually physically the dancer. Yeah, I actually taught them that. My my daughter, who's been in New York, is a choreographer. She choreographed um, Rachel Platten's The Fight Song. So so we were doing punches and everything. It was great. And talk about a way to improve your balance and yes. really work on keeping yourself going. It's all, it sounds really exciting. And it's it's homegrown, like you said. This came out of your mission and challenge in life that said, yeah. I've got to make things a little bit different. Yeah, and and I think hopefully you know it it might just send little ripples, but but hopefully other people will will see the benefits of this and and hop on the wagon and join me. And how far do you think? How many walk with the doc events have you had? Have you walked probably about a thousand miles since you started this? You know, I never counted it, but it's been over three and a half years now. Three and a half years. It yeah. probably every is. Saturday, every Saturday, every Saturday, about forty-five minutes, yep. at least two miles, maybe yep, three two miles. It's about two miles. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> and so, has anybody ever decided that they would set up their own little hui, their own little group on their own to walk another days of the week? Oh yeah, that that has happened, and we were even thinking about making it a regular thing, but it hasn't. You know. Well, there's only one of you. Which there, is, there is only one of there's me. There's only one of you, which gets back to why we need to work on our cloning <laughs> and science or find some <laughs> folks that will really help create this. And I think the partnership with the medical school is ideal. You've got the future docs. 
who are taking this on. I am so excited um, working with the medical students. It's been so exciting to see them get excited about the impact they can have on the community. And hopefully this will encourage them to go into primary care. Well, and it's invigorating. Yeah. Whenever you feel like you're tired of doing your job and you meet with some of the students who are so excited and so happy to be there and wanting to do <laughs> so much, then they're so so positive and yeah. <laughs> it makes you just want to just hang around them forever. Yes. Inspirational, to say the least. Yes. Well, I want to thank you for sharing your expertise with us today oh, here on The Body Show. Thank you so much for having me. And dance to the dock. I got to go to this because yep. I can't October. dance at all. October, this could be interesting and could be used against me in the future. All right, if you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and we will see you next week like we do every Monday when we talk about health and fitness and ways to stay well right here on The Body Show. See you then.